This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Alvina, it's me. I've just discovered the most amazing thing. It's called Shaker and Spoon, and it's a subscription cocktail service. I can learn how to make handcrafted cocktails right here at the office. From now on, our Scrabble Nights will be even more fun. Every box comes with enough ingredients to make three different cocktail recipes, developed by world-class mixologists. All I need to do is buy one bottle of that month's spirit, and I have all I need to make 12 drinks at home. That's seven for me and five for you. And it's just 40 to $50 per month, plus the cost of the bottle. That is much cheaper than Vouv Clicquot. Unless we get Joey and Salvatore to raid a van again, of course. Oh, and you can skip or cancel boxes any time. My first shaker and spoon box just arrived. What do you say we start our Scrabble session a bit early? I'm already shaking. P.S. Alvina, if you want your own set, you can get $20 off your first box at shakerandspoon.com forward slash Amelia. Do you also want your Scrabble Nights to be even more fun? Well, as an Amelia listener, you can simply visit shakerandspoon.com slash Amelia and you will get $20 off any length subscription. The discount will automatically be applied when you check out. Host your first Amelia listening party or give a subscription to Shaker and Spoon as a gift to a friend or family member. Once more, that's shakerandspoon.com slash Amelia. Warning, this episode contains nudity. Listener discretion is advised. Thank you for coming so quickly. It's not every day you get a call from MI5 at four in the morning. Will <gasps> you tell us what it's all about now? Uh, well, we were just waiting for my partner, actually. He's uh, popped across the road to get us some breakfast. Uh, should be back any... Bacon rolls and four Americanos. Oh, I need coffee. I could murder a bacon roll. Oh, thank you. Well, least we can do for dragging you out of bed. Now, before we continue, this is highly confidential. You understand? Yes. Your lips are sealed? Like a pharaoh's tomb. Good. What can you tell me about this? (coughs) Oh, my God. God. Where did you get this? Is it real? A dream. Definitely still a dream. Looks like this is from the late Hellenistic period, probably about 20 to 30 BC. I see. Can you read it? Sure. But first, we have to remove this mud. Papyrus scrolls were often cased in mud in order to protect... Uh, no, that's uh, coffee. What? You spill coffee on... Do you have any idea how valuable this Go is? Go on. What does it say? Um... Congratulations. You've reached the Brotherhood of the Phoenix. This meeting isn't happening. If you're not serious about this, hang up now. Good Lord, how did you know? It says, leave now, not hang up. Still? You can read hieroglyphs. Ah, just a lucky guess. 
I've never seen anything like this. It's not an epistle, poem or funerary text. It's written almost like a, a play. What do you think, Anna? I think it's a transcript. A transcript? A transcript of a meeting between two people. Yes. Yes, that must be it. So if this was taken down by a scribe... We're dealing with someone wealthy or educated. A priest, doctor, a nobleman? Would you mind reading it out? Of course. I'll keep reading the person making the mysterious threat. Anna, can you read... Anna? Anna, what's up? John, you know who this is, right? Excuse me? Oh, my God. Please tell me this is still a dream. Shut up, Carl. Who is it? Who? It's Cleopatra! Project, created by Philip Thorne and Oystein Braga, with music and sound design by Frederick Baden. Episode 20, Cleo. Client 50, drowned in the Nile. Client 51, kicked by a camel. Client 52, suffocated in a sandstorm. Client 53, sealed into a sarcophagus. Are you keeping up? I want you to write down everything I say. Client 54, felled by an obelisk. Client 55. Did did you see that? That roll of carpet just moved. You don't have to write that down. When I said write everything down, I didn't... Oh, never mind. Where were we? Client 55. That roll of carpet definitely moved. There's someone hiding in it. Surprise! (laughs) Well... Dip me in honey and call me a mummy. You didn't see that coming, did you? My queen. Call me Cleo. Why were you hiding in a roll of carpet, my... Cleo. When I pulled the carpet prank on Caesar, he was so surprised he spilled his goblet and choked on a grape. (laughs) But I'm here for a serious matter. I hear you're the best in the business. We are. Welcome to our offices. Can I get you anything? Some wine, perhaps. Dates? A bowl of figs? Do you have a bath? A bath? Well, I'm rather dusty from spending the morning inside a carpet. One moment. Yovianus! Silvanus! Bring the bath in here, would you? It's marble. But they're frightfully strong. They're Romans. Oh, and it has to be filled with donkey's milk. Donkey's? Mm-hmm. Better for the skin. Doesn't it smell? Oh, yes. It's very stinky. <laughs> very well. Um, how, how many donkeys does it take to fill a bathtub? Oh, that sounds like a joke. It was a serious question. 700. Sylvanas, fill the bath with donkey's milk with you. 
If you milk 700 donkeys, that should do the trick. So, Cleo, what brings you here? It's all so boring. Really? We're in the middle of a war. You know how old I was when I seized the throne from my little brother? Twenty. Eighteen. Then he seized it back, I fled, seduced Caesar, and seized the throne back again. Sounds thrilling. Oh, it was. But where do you go from there? Once you've poisoned your brother, seen your battle fleet wrecked in a storm, had your sister killed on the steps of a temple, (laughs) that was a riot, and got everybody to believe you're the reincarnation of the goddess Isis, everything else starts to seem a bit, I don't know, pedestrian. But you're the queen. These days, that mostly means posing for coins and issuing tax decrees. Boring! Well, if there's one thing I really, 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 really hate, it's boredom. I've taken to poisoning prisoners just for kicks. Then I founded the Inimitable Livers. A band? A drinking club. We dress up as commoners and pull pranks on the citizens of Rome. Once, Mark Antony dressed as a centurion and ordered a farmer to do naughty things to a statue. (laughs) Sounds like a lark. It gets old. So, let me guess. You want to fake your death for a laugh? Oh, I've already done that. What? I sent Mark Antony a letter saying I was dead, and he believed it. You didn't? I did. How did he react? He killed himself. Well, hump me like a camel. Mark Antony's dead. Killed himself about an hour ago. It was tragic. But it was also kind of... Funny! Funny? (laughs) Yes! on his sword. <laughs> How dreadful. <laughs> no, no, but you see, he didn't just die. He ran around shouting, Ouch! Ouch! I have a sword sticking out of my tummy! <laughs> then he didn't want to lie down and die. So, so he crawled all the way to my mausoleum, but he couldn't get in because the entrance was guarded! <laughs> and that means now we're going to lose the war against Octavian. Still, it was kind of worth it! (laughs) I'm sorry, would you mind just toning it uh, down a bit? What? The acting. Why? No, just the the laughing is a a bit much. But it says here that she laughs. Mm, It's just, I have had a rough night and I've got the mother of all migraines. And Anyway, how... Can you tell she's laughing? This is clearly the symbol for extreme merriment. It's not actually that clear-cut. According to Wolfgang Helk, it could also be weeping. What? Well, that would make a lot more sense. Oh, come on. The context makes it obvious. She says it was one of the funniest things she's ever experienced. If she thinks it's funny, why would she be weeping? That's not so clear either. According to Salim Hassan, the hieroglyph fun may actually be the symbol for sadness. No, how accurate is any of this? I mean, it's essentially just pictures, right? Cole, you're embarrassing yourself. These are the most distinguished experts in the country. (laughs) The the most distinguished experts who are available at four in the morning and willing to work for a bacon roll and a cup of coffee. Cole! 
Sorry about him. Well, they're just making it up as they go along. It's just guesswork. I mean, there's always room for interpretation, but... Please, please. continue. I-, I thought you were doing an excellent job. <sighs> Experts. Ah, it looks like your bath is ready. You can put it down here. Thank you, Ivianus and Sylvanus. Well then, Cleo, I'd better leave you to it. No need. You're going to undress in front of me. Well, that's more fun, isn't it? Holy Horus. I-, I have to turn away. I shan't look. I shan't look. Your loss. <laughs> Can I turn around again? Yes. I'm all concealed by milk. <sighs> so, where were we? Octavian is about to march into Alexandria and kill me. Ah, yes, that's right. Well, that should spice things up. You said you wanted life to be less boring. But I don't want my head cut off. I'm rather fond of my neckline. You came here in a carpet. Why don't you just escape by carpet to somewhere else? Octavian would come looking for me. The only way he'll leave me alone is if he believes I'm dead. Well, you'll need more than a letter this time. Which is why I need you. You certainly proved your phoenix material. You've been assessing me. That's what this interview is about. That's rather conceited of you, isn't it? I'm your queen. I could chop your head off. That would rather defeat the object, wouldn't it? I suppose. I'll help you, Cleo. But first, we need... some white mariotic. Sylvanas? That was quick. It's nice. Nice? Did I say something wrong? Do you call the Lighthouse of Alexandria big? You might as well say the decently-sized Pyramid of Giza, or the Midget of Rhodes. Nice! (laughs) This wine comes straight from the Delta Vineyards. It's as vibrant as the heartbeat of Bast, and as sweet as a tear from the Eye of Horus. I shall drink it with reverence, then. (sighs) How's the bath working out for you? The milk has gone sour. Shall I get some water to rinse off the smell? If you would. Sylvanas, bowl of water. Now, let's get back to business. Does anybody know where you are? No. Everybody thinks I'm still trapped in the mausoleum. That's where your death should happen, then. Do you have any wishes? We should choose a death fit for a queen. Fire. Fire? I've always loved fire. Do you remember the great fire in Alexandria 18 years ago? Of course. Caesar wanted to force his troops to fight harder, so he decided to destroy any hope of retreat. He set fire to his ships, and the fire spread to the city. (laughs) The harbour burned very easily. What with all the scrolls in the library there? (laughs) It was a tragedy. Yes, tragic, but also kind of... (laughs) You see, it wasn't the ships that set fire to the library. (laughs) It was me. The ships were the perfect cover and Caesar got all the flack. (laughs) Oh, I got milk in my nose. (laughs) Ah, 
Here comes Sylvanus with the water. Servant, pour the water over. Oh dear, I'll have to turn around again. Hand me my robes. Are you decent? Never, but I am dressed. Good. I think I've come up with a plan. One of your oil lamps falls over and sets fire to the carpet. I'll be rolled up in it. No, you'll just be reclining on it. Although it won't really be you. We'll find a corpse that shares your characteristics. Someone as beautiful as me? Good luck. After the corpse has burned to a crisp, the person's looks will be insignificant. We just need someone with a skeleton that matches your height and build. And that should be easy enough to find. Well, then where will I go? For your new life? Do you have any preferences? Ooh, can I be a satyr? A performer? Yes, they are so funny. As a satyr, I could do anything. Disrupt public life, pull pranks, drink wine till I drop. I'll have no responsibilities and total freedom. Satyrs are all men. I'll dress like a man. You'd live off arms. Not exactly a queen's lifestyle. Listen, I knew this was my last milk bath when I entered. I understand what this involves. I'll be fine. And I'll get to wear a massive phallus. Very well. You'll burn to death and reappear as a satyr. We'll start preparations right away. We should be good to go in under two hours. Cleo, it's been a pleasure doing business with you. We'll seal the deal with a glass of... Wait a minute. What? I've changed my mind. About what? The fire. I don't like it. Why not? It's boring. But you love fire. I've gone off it. Why? Because it's just a coincidence. Cleopatra burned to death. It's just tragic. It's not funny. You want a funny death? Yes. Like what? Being sat on by a hippopotamus? Bit unlikely in a mausoleum, isn't it? It would be funny to see your maids pull a hippopotamus up through the window. I don't want it to be an accident, though. Pulling a hippopotamus through your window could hardly be described as an accident. I mean my death. It needs to make a statement. To whom? Octavian. I want to show him I'm the master of my own destiny. Ah. Then may I suggest suicide? Yes, suicide is good. You could hang yourself from your chamber window. Or better, wait until Octavian arrives. Break a goblet, slash your wrists and bleed all over him. Those suggestions make me look desperate. Hmm. I do have a suggestion. Yes? You remember how I said I'd taken to poisoning prisoners? Yes. I didn't just poison them willy-nilly. I've been experimenting, and I think I found a poison fit for a queen. What's that? The asp. Bitten by a snake? I like it. Sylvanus arrives at the mausoleum dressed as a rustic. He tells Octavian's troops he's delivering figs to the queen. Once he's inside, you grab a fig, the snake jumps out and bites you in the arm. The arm is too obvious. Can it bite my breast? Excuse me? My breast. I want the snake to bite my breast. Much funnier. It's something people will remember. It will take quite a bit of coordination to get the snake to bite the right spot. Oh, don't you worry, sweetums. I'll manage. Oh, but it won't be you. It will be the replacement corpse. Although now that you won't be burnt to a crisp, we'll need a corpse that matches more than just your skeleton. I told you that's impossible. For the Brotherhood of the Phoenix, nothing is impossible. Are you saying you can find someone to match my beauty? I'm saying we can mock up a corpse to look just like you. That's treasonous. I should have your head chopped off. We're not allowed to fake your corpse. Certainly not. Well then, we're in a bit of a bind. I have an idea. 
The asp doesn't have much venom. If we get it to bite my two handmaidens first, the venom that's left for me will be enough to give me convulsions and make me pass out. But it won't kill me. Are you suggesting we kill your handmaidens? No. We find replacement corpses worthy of their likeness instead. Wonderful. Octavian arrives at the mausoleum, finds you unconscious, sees the snake bite, and thinks you're dead. Although it would be even funnier if I was conscious. How's that? He'll be looking at my breast like, I shouldn't look. It's indecent. But I really want to look because it's Cleopatra's boobs. But I really shouldn't, but... Oh! And then he peeks and I could go... Boo! (laughs) That would defeat the purpose of the entire operation. (laughs) kind of worth it though just imagine the look on his face yes but you really mustn't i won't promise promise after octavian leaves your body will be left in the mausoleum for mummification once the bandages are on we'll send sylvanas in to retrieve you are you sure you can do it before they start evisceration having my brain drained through my nose wouldn't be very appealing extracting clients from mausolea tombs and pyramids is one of our specialities We'll get you out of there before you can say Tutankhamun. Your two handmaidens will be waiting at the shore, ready to sail across the Mediterranean with you. Jovianus will be there with the boat. He's an excellent sailor. Perfect. I think it's time to seal the deal. A glass of ambrosia? The nectar of the gods. I'm impressed. We don't skimp at the Brotherhood of the Phoenix. To your death. Can we toast to something else? Death is so depressing. Then let's toast to the afterlife. To, to the, the afterlife. And that's the last hieroglyph. John, Anna, thank you so much. It was so vivid. You know, it was like I was there. <laughs> I heard the sounds of her splashing in the bath. Oh, that was me stirring my tea. Was it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was closing my eyes at that point. <laughs> I saw. <laughs> Cole? Oh, come on, Cole. You have to admit that was gripping stuff. Yes. But uh, how reliable was it? Well, as I said, with these old scrolls, there's always room for interpretation. No two experts' opinions will be the same. We should take the scrolls back to the museum. Yes, run some tests in the lab. Do a proper translation. This was very off the cuff. I'm sure there were lots of mistakes. Not the laughing, though. That was accurate. Well, we can't release these just yet. They're evidence. Where did you find them? This box here. Is there more in there? Uh, Just tapes. Although I'm starting to think there are more of these boxes where this one came from. And who knows what else they might contain. Where does this box come from? Uh, We're not at liberty to say. Yet. Well, if the tests prove positive and it turns out these scrolls are genuine, that would be the biggest find in in centuries. (laughs) Yes. If. But for now you'll keep shtum, yes? Sure. Yes. Well, thank you again for coming in. Take the last bacon rolls for the tube back. See bye. you. Bye. Okay, bye. No way are we taking that to Northcott. Yeah, probably best to keep this one under our hat. You don't believe a word of any of that, do you? They're experts. They're two crackpot academics with a flair for Amdram. However accurate or not their rendition of the scene was, there's no getting round the fact that among those tapes was an ancient Egyptian artefact. How did that get in there? This case is spiralling out of control. 
I thought the closer we'd get to the bottom of this box, the more things would start to make sense. Turns out it's only getting stranger. Huh. Stranger? Or sillier? Both. Hmm. I don't know what to believe anymore. Neither do I. Only one thing to do, right? Next tape. Next tape. Hope you enjoyed this episode of The Amelia Project. The Amelia Project is a fully independent production, which means it relies on support from you, our wonderful listeners. A huge heartfelt thank you to all of you who have joined us on Patreon. You make it possible for us to keep this series going. And speaking of Patreon, there's a missing papyrus scroll pertaining to the Brotherhood of the Phoenix. Cole and Haynes missed this one, but as a $5 patron, you can admire this papyrus scroll in all its Andas Pedersen designed glory. If you're not yet a patron, you can head over to patreon.com slash ameliapodcast. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash ameliapodcast. Watch the video and make your pledge. We would be so grateful. And now, the credits. This episode was written by Einstein Breger with story and audio editing by Philip Thorne. It was directed by Einstein Breger and Philip Thorne with music and sound design by Frederick Barden. It featured Leila Katib and Karim Cronfley as the Egyptologists, Benjamin Noble as Agent Haynes, Torgny G. Ondero as Agent Cole, Gianluca Yumiento as Ianus, and Ravdeep Singh Bajwa as Sylvanus. This episode was produced by Imploding Fictions. It was recorded by Battlebird Productions London and Spike City Studios Oslo, with studio engineering by Headley Knights and Robert Rustad Amundsen. All graphic design for The Amelia Project is by Anders Pedersen. A special thank you to Sophia Anderson and Katarina Zindela for your very generous Patreon support. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. You wake up startled in the middle of the night, convinced that there's something out there in the darkness. Your brain tells you that there's nothing to be afraid of, that the inhuman shape in the corner of your room is just your laundry piled on a chair. But as you hear the ghostly, ragged breathing that doesn't belong to you, you realize your brain is dead wrong. If you love the mix of horror, mystery, and comedy in shows like Buffy, Ash vs. the Evil Dead, or Supernatural, you'll feel right at home on The Crit Show, a Monster of the Week actual play podcast where the players, playing as themselves, are tasked with being the last line of defense from the forces of evil that go bump in the night. Join us every Wednesday and learn the games we play while the gang tries their best to solve the mysteries, hunt the monsters, and protect the innocent. Their intentions are good, their dice rolls, not so much. You can find The Crit Show at thecritshowpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.